Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Watchlist Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Boyer, joined today by Josh Fleischer, friend of mine from Kutztown. How you been? Good, man. You know, busy working, doing the uh, freelance game right now. So what kind of stuff you been up to, Freela- uh, like specifically freelancing? Uh, so I've been, I got my um, start out uh, with Liberty Camera. Uh, after my internship, I started doing some of uh, camera pa on commercial jobs. Um, then from there, I kind of got a little bit more into the uh, production aspect of it. So, you know, being a set PA, being a runner, uh, driver, the whole nine yards. And then I have... Uh, slowly begun to work my way into locations now so a little bit of everything yeah it seems that way for right now yeah what did you what do you think is the most fun out of all that because that's a pretty wide range yeah it's kind of one of those things where um i'm still relatively like new enough to the business where uh i'm still figuring it out and i'm enjoying every aspect of it so Mm -hmm. I, i guess you could say you know just being able to be fortunate enough to uh, work on jobs like that and, uh, you know, be able to do this kind of stuff. It, it's really great. I don't really have a specific um, way that I'm, you know, have my sights set on just yet, although it seems like that may be location somewhere along down the road. I've been really enjoying myself uh, with that, but mm-hmm. I can't say indefinitely. I'm just enjoying the ride, man, you know. Fair enough. I mean, that's all you can really ask for. Yeah. Man. So, like, what you, you one thing blew my mind uh, when I first asked you to be on the show. I messaged you, and then you called me, and I don't know even know how it came up, but you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing Super Bowl commercials and stuff now." And like, yeah. I like, like literally like the Tim and Eric, like the like I I couldn't fucking believe it. So, can you talk about stuff like that or like just some yeah, specific man. stuff so, you've done? Um, just recently, I uh, I did a commercial in Philadelphia. Um, I can't go into too many specifics, but uh, we did a commercial for the Super Bowl. It aired during the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, it was a little 19 seconds of a commercial that we did. Um, you know, I know you know it, but uh, okay. for certain reasons, you know, paperwork and such. Can't, can't exactly say. But uh, I also was working on a few jobs. Um, I was uh, PA on this uh, pilot that we did for VH1 called If Looks Could Kill. Mm. Uh, that was a good time. And then uh, we also did a bunch of other work um, in Philly recently where I was on uh, the several dispatches from elsewhere, uh, bounced around on This Is Us, uh, the TV show. That's crazy. Yeah. So then, that was like a more locations thing, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's when I started doing more locations was when I hopped on the uh, This Is Us job, and that was like my first like real locations job that I did. How, how recent was that, did you say? Uh, it was last fall, so it was probably within... So would that have like aired by now? Oh, yeah, it's, it, it's this season. So like everything, okay. um, you know... That we did, uh, it, it's on. It's on for this season. They used the Philadelphia unit uh, pretty frequently, but um, yeah, it was it was a great experience. Yeah, being a part of it. And then um, the other thing I did, ju- uh, you know, that was a bit of an accomplishment was uh, I worked on this film called The Nomads during our finals while we were taking finals. Yeah. And you even said like you left like our final exam or yeah, something to yeah, go yeah. interview I, I was, for that. I was I was going to be late. So what happened was was um, they offered me to do an overnight on this movie called The Nomads. It's about rugby. Uh, great film. Um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool to just be able to email a professor and say, hey, listen, like. You know, I, I, we both know who he is, but like right. I told him, I'm like, listen, this is the whole reason I'm going to school. I, I got to take this. I'll, I'll show up if I'm 20 minutes late for the final. 
like I hope you'll like forgive me. You know what I mean? And right. I took it, and you know, bees get degrees, man. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 insane. Yeah, like, and I was surprised because you said it's on on Amazon Prime. Yeah, right? it, it's, it's on. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. It was a it was a great project. Um, it's based off of like a Philadelphia story. It's kind of like a little bit of a rocky vibe to it where. It directly involves Philadelphia. It's about um, the North Philly Nomads, which is a rugby organization out in North Philadelphia. You know, it was started during the time with all the budget cuts and everything. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a great film. A lot of great Philadelphia crew guys and girls and everyone, um, you know, worked on it. It was fantastic. It was a great job to be a part of. And uh, I definitely think, um, you know, people, if you're, if you're a Philadelphia film fanatic... Give it, a, give it a watch. Definitely, yeah. It was yeah. Fu- so funny, too, because, like, I think for another movie that was on the podcast, I was watching something on Prime, and it popped up in my recommendations, and I didn't think anything of it. But then when you were like, oh, yeah, I worked on it, I was like, oh, yeah. holy shit. I had it to the watch list immediately. It was really cool. It, it, was, it was a great experience. Um, you know, it, it, it was cool because, you know, just being able to work on any film in Philadelphia, there's a, a certain degree of, you know, passion that you bring to that because it's a it's it's a very rare opportunity and any anything that presents itself people take it very seriously yeah and uh working with people in philadelphia is truly um one of a kind i can imagine yeah it's uh it must have been such a crazy experience yeah what do you think has been the most uh fun you've had on a project since you've graduated so uh, I would definitely say one of the, the most fun jobs. I uh, I got called by this guy. He um, has his own production company. He also does G and E. He's a great guy. Um, worked with him on many times. He called me up and it was uh, a music video we did for Mr. Wives okay. over the summer. Uh, we filmed all night. Great group of people to work with. Um, overall, great experience. Definitely fun. Just filming all all night long in philadelphia was that the ferris wheel? that's the ferris wheel one you yeah said. the ferris yeah. wheel and then um, talk about that because we we talked about that before we started recording but uh for anyone who for we yeah, those who so didn't we, get to we hear had it. this we had this big uh great uh giant ferris wheel that we were just moving around philadelphia and it was all lit up and you know bouncing around uh from location to location where one second we're in magic gardens where it's like you know that really cool art piece yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we're over in drexel and then we're you know we're down in a train station it was it was just really cool it was you know a great job because it definitely had that that good energy about it like a great project and people just everyone meshed on it it was it was a great job and you know even the band i, I was blown away by you know how great of people um they were like you know they didn't have that hollywood mentality just yet yeah and, uh they it was it was fun it definitely stands out and then you know i i i definitely say being able to work on a super bowl commercial is by far one of those things where for sure yeah. you step back and say whoa like mm-hmm. i can't believe that this just happened exactly yeah and you just you know you really learn the value of a hard day's work when you're doing freelance production like this. For, yeah, any you know, kind of freelancing. Yeah. It's you. You really appreciate the day a lot more when um you know you put in an 18 hour day on something you get so involved with. Mm-hmm. And that's I think a lot of cases those 18 hour days even though they fucking suck in the moment yeah, like man. those are the ones you look back on the most I find and it, be like there's something special about that yeah, experience. It's you know I I don't know what it is but 
being able to be up before everyone else is and like you know coming home after everyone's asleep and then mm-hmm. going and doing it again there's something really cool about that like you know you're doing something at like the different pace than what's what society deems as normal you know what i mean you're yeah. not doing the 9 to 5 and it's and it's really cool to do your own thing like that it's it's really enjoyable I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have some experience freelancing, but not anything nearly as cool as I that. I mean, experience is experience. And, you know, I'm sure you have cooler stories than me. You know, I'm no. sure doing some stuff with, like... <laughs> I ah, didn't get to drive yeah. a Ferris wheel around Philadelphia <laughs> and have everyone honk at me. I would have a heart attack. <laughs> well, there, you know, there's there's other times where, you know, you're, you're fortunate enough to drive some talent to and from the airport, too. That right. was... That was a great thing, and uh, you know, it, it's just being involved with these projects. I think is the the greatest thing ever for someone who's looking to get a real sense of, you know, what the industry's like on a large scale. I think it's great. Philadelphia has a great community of uh, production-based yeah. people. It's a really, you know, culturally, you know, artistically rich city to start mm-hmm. out with, and. Uh, I don't think it really gets the credit it deserves as being, no. you know, a good production hub. It, you yeah, know, everyone looks at it. everyone's always like New yeah. York, L.A., and New Mexico, and and you know you got Atlanta. You know, they Philadelphia has really turned out a lot of great projects. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's something. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I mean, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Which can you talk about that by the way? Because I didn't. You say that you worked on like a Shyamalan thing. No, I I didn't have anything to do with a Shyamalan thing. Um, what I was able to do was I uh, I was able to um, I, I worked for an event that they did. I didn't oh, okay. I didn't work on any of their projects. I've uh, you know didn't do anything with him just yet, but uh, hopefully someday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's always crazy. I had a guy who uh, I went to high school with, and it was like me him. And maybe like two or three other people were like the movie guys, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the 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 group that was always like off in the woods, like with a camera doing something stupid. And uh, he was like the guy who like made his like feature film his senior year, and then went to like I think USC or something like that. But then he like went off the map, and I like I I lost contact with him. And then one day I'm watching Glass. And his name comes up in the credits as like assistant to the executive producer, and I'm like, oh man, he fucking made it! Like, yeah, man. it's just such a magical thing. It, it really is, yeah. And like, you know, good for him, man. USC, that's a great place Something, to be, man. Yeah, that's that's the that's ideal. John Carpenter School, yeah, for real, man. <laughs> Among others, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's really cool, man. That's mm-hmm. uh, you know. Feed, feed, you know, feed that dream. Any anyone who has any speculation or doubt about, you know, if if this is even like a possibility as far as like a career, you know, it's tough. It it, it really is tough, and you know, you can't ever lose sight of, uh, you know, that initial that moment where you fell in love with this and said, you know, something, I, I I'm crazy enough that I want to be in this business, exactly. and you. You know, any anyone out there who who has any speculation of it, just believe in yourself. That's that's really what it boils down to. You know, you can achieve whatever you want um, as long as you just believe in yourself. As corny and as typical as that sounds, that's that's what uh, keeps you afloat in this business. Is just exactly. you know the belief in yourself that you can do stuff. Right. And I, you said the moment. It's funny you say that because every single episode, um, I mentioned it in the first episode. I think anyone who wants to do like whether like anything artistic really like yeah. songwriting drawing movie making whatever 
they all have like they're all kind of like inherently like drawn to that i find but whenever you hear like a director or like someone who's like big in the field that talking about like the like how they got their start they're always like there's this one moment or there's this one movie where i was like no that's what i want to do that's what that this was this is the moment i started chasing my dreams for me i i keep on saying it it's i i saw kevin smith's red state at a high school party with some friends but what was that moment for you when you when everything just kind of clicked oh man you know it it was it was this movie um you know i i'd have to be looking back on it it has to be invincible you know looking at that movie and being that it was from philadelphia i was you know i was blown away by the story but the fact that it was filmed in philly and it was so great it told the story of the philadelphia eagles that kind of just really brought me into wanting to be in filmmaking because I really understood that, you know, I, I kind of looked at it with a magnifying glass and realized that filmmaking is storytelling. And that right. is that is one of the oldest art forms of all time. And that's really cool to me. You know, I think being able to have the ability to preserve someone's story for an eternity is is a great thing to do with your time while you're here and uh that's that's kind of that kind of all clicked for me when i watched that movie i was like wow man like no one really my age would probably have ever even have known that if you know they didn't see a movie of it that was so played all the time on tv and had Mm -hmm. so much access people i think my age kind of got a better idea of like you know who vince papali was be from that movie and you know what there yeah sure you can say you know the old grandfathers or the uncles that were there back in the days of the vet and you know yeah, yeah. That, yeah there's that but like that that reached out to everyone in the entire world and because those people from philadelphia made a movie about you know one of the greatest stories of the philadelphia eagles of all time it it, it was able to touch like limitless people and it essentially like gave the world a little taste of philadelphia you know exactly yeah. and that's that's fucking cool mm-hmm. that's that's what's really cool about it there's something to be said about like like the, the, the sheer magnitude that our industry has in terms of like reach like you don't even think about like where something will play or like how, like who's gonna be affected by it like, oh, kevin, yeah. like kevin smith has that quote where it's like it costs nothing to encourage an artist and you'll never understand the the benefit of it that yeah dude it that and that's why you just got to believe in yourself exactly and that that little that little friendly pat on the back will come along someday and that'll mean so much more to you then i agree with that a hundred percent yeah so let's go a little bit broader kind of less specific yeah what's your favorite movie Another one I always ask everybody. One of my, uh, you know, or favorites. It doesn't uh, have to yeah, be top, one. Yeah, top but. five definitely. Probably uh, you got Birdman, without a doubt. Mm. Um, Mid nineties is definitely up there. I haven't seen that one. Mid nineties was fantastic. Jonah Hill did a great job with uh, telling that story. Um, Whiplash. We were talking about that. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. go wrong with that movie at all. And then um, the last one that I would say. Uh, probably um, Training Day. Training Day. I haven't seen that one yet. That's one of those Great movies film. where everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta see it." And I, it's like, there's a whole long list I have where it's like, "You gotta see it, gotta see it." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll get to it eventually." But it's uh, 
Um, you've, saw, you've seen Birdman, though. Correct? Yeah, I've seen Birdman. I've seen Whiplash. Uh, what was the other ones again? Sorry. I haven't seen mid-90s. Uh, Birdman, Whiplash. And, uh, shit. What was the third one? We Bird. have Birdman, mid-90s, Whiplash, and then I forget the other one. I, I think that was it. That was the only ones that I said. Oh, okay, so then, all yeah. right. So those Top are, like, your right go-to? Yeah, those are my go-to. I love that. Um, Beach Bum is another one that I've just recently have an appreciation That's for. Another, I wish I got the chance Matthew to see Matthew McConaughey that. plays a great, you know, beach drunk. I, I think he's fantastic. Um, yeah, he's he's quite funny in that film. He definitely looked it. I've seen a couple trailers of it. And it was, yeah, it man. Hilarious. Filmed in, like, a terrible part of Florida. You know, it's, <laughs> it's good. There's some really good movies. Uh, Harmony Corinne did this one. Uh, Spring Breakers out of there. Yeah, he's another one, man. He like he he films in some weird parts of the world. Yeah, like, I I think he just has had some weird uh, mission to find the creepiest parts of the exactly. universe and film movies. There's there. um, have you ever heard, seen his movie Trash Humpers? No, I, I mean like you can just get a like, yeah, like an idea based on that title, but it's it's such a fucking I, crazy experience. I, I had I I saw I saw like trailers and clips of it, but you want to know something? I never saw it because I never knew a place where I could buy it. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, that's probably for the best, you know, because like, <laughs> I don't want to be buying anything that's just trash humpers. Like it's, I don't know. This I'd is be something judged heavily. Exactly. Well, I mean, there's something to be said about a really good title. There's this movie oh, yeah. I saw in target. Um, I, I was just going, I, I think I was looking for the lighthouse because mm-hmm. I really, that was my favorite movie this past year. I really wanted to get a DVD of it. So I kept on being like, do they have it yet? Do they have it yet? And I, when I was going through, I found a movie starring Sam Elliott. I think he's the only name in it, but it was called the man who killed Hitler. And then the Bigfoot. <laughs> there's something to be said. Cause I was like, there's no way that's fucking good, but I need to see that goddamn movie. <laughs> Probably rated NC seventeen or something really uncomfortable. There's some there's some great hidden gems, man. I, I go out I go out to the Berkshire Mall yeah, and yeah. there's uh there's this FYE there and there's this guy in there who I come in and he recognizes me because we both have an appreciation for uh really weird movies. And he put me on to this my own private Idaho. Okay. And uh, that that was uh, that was something right there. And then I also got a copy of uh, Kids, uh, the Larry Clark film. I haven't heard of that one. So little little mainstream reference. Mac Miller uh, did a very famous like um, mixtape called Kids, mm-hmm. and a lot of the sound bites were uh, picked from that movie. And it's a really like big uh, '90s film that came out, super art house really edgy talks about the AIDS epidemic right then and there mm. but from like the kids perspective so oh, man, that's interesting that's where you get the dark level of like uh, twisted shit that they're going for with that artsy stuff but um right definitely definitely you know I, I, I as I was telling you before I'm a big fan of uh, hyper realistic movies as well mm-hmm. I like anything that's just really out there and unconventional but it, it, it has to fit that like okay this at least has some sort of like a direction to it yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, other than just being a total clusterfuck exactly you know yeah. but, so um, do you have it's kind of going back a little bit to the favorite movie thing yeah uh, we might kind of rehash some of the same points a little bit but do you have uh any people who work in the industry like directors cinematographers editor anybody who you're like that's the gold standard of like someone who like really has their job down to the science and i'll watch anything that they make 
Like, do you have any that any people like that? I mean, yeah, man. Like, there's there's always a few. Like Pete Berg, he you know, he has the guys flick thing down to the team, man. He knows that sexy like shoot 'em up badass. Like he he's got that art form kind of down right now. And uh, you know, anything I'll, I'll say this right now. Anything Tarantino, I'll watch. What'd you uh, think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? You know, some I never saw it. You haven't seen it. Yet. I haven't seen it. I've I haven't seen the last film that I actually saw. I think in the theaters was. Uh, well, I mean, when you're pulling eighteen hour days all the time, dude, it, it's, it's really rough. hard to uh, you get know, in those your memory fun gets shot sometimes, dude. But like, I, I you know I I just re you know what the last movie that I, I I think I watched was Cabin in the Woods because okay me and my girlfriend were just like you know why don't we put this on because it is. It's one of those totally wild movies that takes mm-hmm. you like left and right all the time. Exactly, yeah. It's just a crazy experience. But yeah, I definitely recommend Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great yeah, movie. T- I mean, I heard great things about it. Like, great cast. It can't be. It can't be bad. You know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's kind of like uh, now. Are you more when you are you just kind of like anything Tarantino has his name on? You'll watch. Or are you kind of like prefer the more like. Because this is very, I don't know how to word It's like, it, this is a very Jackie Brown movie, you know what I mean? Where it's like a, way more about the characters than it is about like them, the, what they do, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I, like I hear there, you. There's a huge difference between like Kill Bill and Jackie Brown. I, I get that. Like, I, I, and, you know, I think I've kind of just gotten to a point where Tarantino just interests me as like a person because I want to mm. see the range of his um creativity i guess yeah yeah. yeah. I, I guess you could just say i pretty much watch anything that he turns out because I, mm-hmm. he's he's enticed me enough with his projects that he's done to start out with that i would keep going back to watch you know what he did next exactly, just because yeah. he's interesting what do you think of the fact that he keeps on is like oh man 10 movies and then i'm out and we're on nine now <laughs> yeah right, dude. I, I just, I just, I just think, I just think Tarantino is gonna keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those guys that got very lucky in the business where he's able to create his own project and be like enormously successful from everything that he's done. Yeah, he's not getting off that wave anytime <laughs> soon, man. Exactly. I, I don't care who you are, like you know. Tom Brady, prime example. <laughs> he was he's still riding the wave, man. You know, he could retire right now, but you know, he's he's still going to play football. Tarantino's not gonna stop directing or making movies anytime right. soon. I, I I'm skeptical. Unless unless of course he gets some sort of crazy amount of money from a studio that says, Listen, you can just go away into like, you know, the hills of Hollywood and never come out for the rest <laughs> of your life. Disappear you know, into there's your, no like, way. private theater. Yeah, like, like, yeah. And, and, like, you know, drink brandy and smoke cigars and watch all your old rough cuts. <laughs> like, you know, I, he's not doing that, man. He's yeah. uh, he's really not. So, like, Tarantino is the man for you. Tarantino is the ones? man. And you you want to know something? I, I, I want to I talk a little bit about some people in Philadelphia. There's a lot of great guys that came out of Philadelphia. Um, one of the people I've been very fortunate to work with, uh, his name's Scott Curry been in Mm. the business for uh roughly 30 years um great professional uh working relationship with the guy very fortunate to be able to work and um you know learn from him 
he worked on you know a lot of movies take the time google it i'm sure you could find something cool to you know find the movies on his imdb or whatever but yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's definitely someone who i would toss up there you know if he told me he worked on a project i'd probably watch it Hmm. He's 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 been doing this for so long. I've been working with him. What's some um, like standout stuff that he's done? That, like uh, most people would know. Do you think Twelve Monkeys, really? uh, Philadelphia? You know, wow. just those like what, in, in what in what capacity? Like he directing did locations or? for oh, them. Okay. So he gotcha. he has background as a production manager and locations. Okay, but uh, he got his start with uh, locations. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's you know what his bread and butter is. Gotcha. Yeah. There's some other Philly people. Um, you know, there's other there's a lot of great guys, you know, any like any of the camera department people that I worked with. Um, you know, there's there's so many of these guys of you know, good the people that I worked with over at Liberty, Chong Pack, Brian Connor, Dustin Rasick. If any of those guys worked on a project, I would immediately be going to see it because, you know, I kind of created this uh I, I had this good working relationship with them where they just educated me and, you know, I would just show them that respect and just be like, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm going to go see it in theaters when it comes out kind of a thing. Right. Um, all those guys, there's so many people in Philadelphia that, you know, I'm sure we could go on for hours with the lists of people. But anyone in Philadelphia who I have a working relationship with, they told me they have like a national spotlight anything like that you bet your ass i'm gonna be watching it and text them and saying hey it was great man or hey it sucked man. You know, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna do that 100 percent. yeah it's it's definitely good to have that broad of a yeah of a network i mean like any any direction you go in as a talented person you can for sure man with but you know to touch uh, touch upon some like mainstream people right now um i i, I think uh you know for sure, Pete Berg is definitely up there. He's doing great stuff. Ballers, all of his movies, Lone Survivor. Like mm-hmm. he, I think he's kind of like the gold standard for you know guy stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, yeah, bro. Like let's go to the gym <laughs> kind of stuff. You know. Gotcha. But like he, he's definitely someone who stands out to me. For okay. sure. Fair enough. Speaking of having a, this might be a really big, broad of a stretch, but like a tight knit group of people. I guess now we can get into our. Uh, film discussion segment so definitely man. anyone who uh is just tuning in for the first time the gist of it is i had a, a a show on my channel previously where i'd recommend a bunch of movies that got flagged by copyright all the time because i would show footage and i hated the sound of my voice reading a script because it just sounds so <laughs> jilted and terrible but i still wanted to do movie discussion so here we are so every episode the guest recommends me a movie i recommend them a movie we discuss so the movie that Josh recommended me was Salt Lake City Punk, which I had heard nothing about before <laughs> you told me about it. And I watched Maybe the trailer Jim. and I was like, this looks like something special. So, yeah, man, I guess we'll start with non-spoilers first, but tell us a little bit about Salt Lake City Punk. So first, I'll say this right now. The first and only like reason I recommended that was because I I wanted you to see who the lead character in this was going to be. And I wanted to know if you were going to be able to be like, holy shit, I can't <laughs> believe this guy could actually act. What the hell happened to him? Yeah. But, you know, I, I kind of liked, I, I think one of the big messages that, that stood out to me about the film is um, it sucks being on your own, man, you know, mm. being different and, you know, 
seeing things differently and having your own perceptions on things it, it sucks being that like isolated loner because almost if you have like unconventional thoughts and like different approaches to things you're viewed as weird because most people just can't comprehend that and i think yeah, yeah. slc punk does this great thing of being able to say hey you know fuck it sometimes <laughs> shit sucks uh be pissed off but eventually like you know know how to move on with your life you know what i mean don't get right. stuck in a rut and i i think that's a really good message to send in a film that's mm -hmm. you know just broad and in generally speaking the whole tire like you know where he goes off on his rants where he just talks it's 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 incredible and i'm i'm curious to think where his career would have gone if he wasn't fucking Shaggy from Scooby Doo. In <laughs> I that think that's movie. like all he's doing these days is he does the voice of Shaggy and that's uh, it, dude. Because I read, I did a little bit of reading about yeah. this movie. They did a sequel. I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about it. Called Punk's Dead. Either. I think it was in like 2014 or something, but he wasn't in it. And then I, I was like, okay, well, what was he doing that year that he couldn't be in it? And there was like 18 Scooby Doo credits for like video games and cartoons and all that. So, I mean, the guy. I mean, like, paid. yeah, he he figured out a way to get a, a steady paycheck. But I mean, like, yeah, it's. Uh, but let me ask you, you know, from from a perspective, do you think that, based off of his performance in SLC Punk, do you think he has range? Yeah, Do you think he, he definitely could have done does. All, I, I've all seen kinds him. Stuff. I I will admit the first time I did ever see him was Scooby Doo. That, yeah, like first one. Same. But I've seen him in other stuff for like in Scream and uh, there he was in this like really like weird uh, medieval movie where he was like a king or something like that. He has like he does have a bit of range, but it's like I think because that I saw him in such an iconic role to start with. Like, that's how I'm always going to kind of see him. You know what I mean? Yeah, And man. there's just some moments where it's, like, unavoidable. There's, like, some actors that, like, they get so tied with a role that it's, like, really hard I to guess. separate. Yeah, it's yeah, hard man. to separate. But um, he does have a, a, a lot of range. It, it was very impressive. He, he could really deliver, man. Like, you know, you, it's, it's really unique to be able to see these actors um, really make you, like, feel their perspective. You know, there's all these people who could be like oh wow like you know he's so funny oh wow like this guy's awesome he's such like a heartthrob or mm -hmm. this chick's gorgeous or whatever he just makes you feel like you know <laughs> like holy shit this guy's making a really good you know point here like yeah, yeah, yeah. i i really get it but you know what it, it, it's kind of a sad movie too with you know it's drugs. Really, i'd argue a really sad movie yeah man it's it's, it's very rough. strange because it, yeah like it starts off like for those who like don't know what it's about it's it's literally just i, I want to say maybe like a couple months in the life of like this tight group of friends as they all kind of realize like hey we got to go actually do shit with our lives and one by one they just leave but what i was really impressed by was uh like the first half hour is just like here let's go down the line and like introduce each person and get to know them and like what their personality like the the the, the foreign guy we have like a 10 minute scene about like how rich he is and like how paranoid he is weird and then like five minutes after they introduce him he's like hey i'm leaving and it's like we never saw him again and it's like well at first you're like what the hell is that for but like it uh it, it like you said it, it is really like a kind of a sad thing where it's like we're growing up and yeah man it things takes are changing. you back to those high school days where like you know you have your tight-knit group of friends and one person's going off to harvard the other guy's going off to like university of southern california you know exactly yeah it, it, it's kind of sad it takes you back to that like people are going their different ways and mm -hmm. life doesn't stop you know but it's, still really funny 
hilarious really movie. funny, man. <laughs> Definitely really funny. But I, I, I thought it was a great film, man. Great overall message. I, I'm really big on, you know, films having good messages and context to them. Anyone could shoot something that looks good. Mm-hmm. What I ultimately look for is stories like that that really stand out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, 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 like you said, the performances are great. I love the way that it was edited. Uh, I, I was expecting a lot of like trippy, like drug sort of scenes. Yeah, and it has those moments too. But that's not really like what it's about. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's not yeah. abusing that kind of. Exactly. It's it's like just this is a part of that life. Yeah, and the and we're giving you an honest representation of what it's like you know what i mean yeah man it, and it's cool and like salt lake city out of all places you know, <laughs> just like, middle of whoa. fucking nowhere looks mormon cold. country <laughs> yeah and, and, and you know i love how they talk about all the like the religious and political stuff that was going on in that time and, yeah, yeah yeah you know he, he he's it's one thing to be pissed off and incoherent about what you're talking about but the other thing is, is it's really cool to see that he has a point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, dad, you know, you're just a part of the stupid fucked up system where, <laughs> you know, you're just in a rat race and you're just playing the game like everyone else. And fuck that, man. You conform as pig, you know? Exactly. Like, and then dad's like, well, yeah, but. Yeah, I'm so making what? money. Yeah. And like, I went to an Ivy League school and that's what your ass is going to do, too. You know? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. The but, dad um, was fucking hilarious. Oh, I the, loved the, every scene he was in. The, the concerned mom about how, like, the hand gestures and everything. Like, I'm really concerned about him, and if he's even going to make it to college. Like, and then two seconds later, he's like, oh, he's a fucking asshole, just yeah. like you. That's <laughs> so good. The hair, the mohawk, dude. <laughs> Yo, for real, whoever did hair and makeup on that movie, like, big shout out to getting that like eight foot blue mohawk <laughs> to just be perfectly in like you know exactly in perfect structure throughout the whole scene man. that's that's an art right there it's yeah it's a lot of unsung uh roles in in movie making in general but like definitely that, that man. mohawk specifically beautiful i would have liked to have seen an oscar for the best <laughs> mohawk in a movie but uh. hey man <laughs> definitely that that's that's some impressive stuff that they did like yeah. the, the spiked hair <laughs> like the shave the tattoos all that stuff that's uh mm-hmm. that's really something i will say yeah it's it's a really funny movie uh i mean i guess we can kind of get into spoilers a little bit but uh so yeah if you haven't seen salt lake city punk uh I forget how you can watch. I think you can rent it on Amazon Prime and all yeah. that. Yeah, I forget. I, I I don't know if I did it on Prime or YouTube, but I, I know it's available. You can rent it on most places where you can rent movies. But uh, yeah, so spoilers. What do we? Like, I wasn't expecting that ending. Like I, I mean, I I kind of knew something you was going to happen. Though, you know, he had to eventually be the one that grew up too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was like I thought it was going to be like a, a weird thing where it's like because because they met like I, he does he mention early on that like i know at the end they have that moment where it's like bob is the one who like got me into this whole punk thing but did they mention it earlier in the movie yeah 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 they they like they 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 show how like they have like a little flashback i think after um 
when he's going on the mall, like around the mall, and he's talking about like, oh, and then you got your like dead Kennedys, like hello, bro, yeah. like blokes, <laughs> yeah. you wanna, you know, like the yeah. fucking posers as he referred to him as, right? Um, and then he goes. You know, Bill and I, like, you know, back in the day, we used to, you know, and then he has, like, the flashback of them just being little brat kids, like, throwing shit at, you know, spray painting, just being little badasses. That's, that, it's hard. It's, like, right in between that. It's, like, very fast when they toss that in there. Yeah. I thought it was, but, like, because of that, I thought it was going to be a thing where it's, like, Bob got me into it, and then it was going to be a thing at the end where, like, Bob is, like, Come on, man! Like, got me out we, of it. We yeah. gotta grow up, but like, and that is kind of what happens. But like, yeah, in a very not in sad that way. way. Yeah, yeah. That like, I wasn't. I I kind of was expecting the, like the whole like we gotta, it, like the the last man standing is gonna have that moment where he's like, I gotta grow up. But I wasn't expecting that to be like the catalyst for it. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, but you, it's the perfect way to do it. Yeah, the drugs and everything. I, 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 I kind of saw a little bit of foreshadowing in there, you know, with with that. It's like, oh boy, here you go. Like they're <laughs> like sprinkling in that everyone's a, you know a partier, and sometimes he goes a little bit too hard because he goes off half cocked all the time because he has a temper. Mm-hmm. You know, you the writing was kind of on the wall. I was like, oh crap, this <laughs> dude's gonna die. But uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, no, nah, we're definitely in yeah. spoiler territory okay. now, but uh, nah, we can say whatever the hell we want. But uh what'd you yeah. think of the what'd you think of the cinematography of it? I liked how it had that like early 2000s like VCR videotape kind of aesthetic to it. Yeah. But they shot some beautiful shots of Salt Lake City, man. Like mm-hmm. the mountains, the actual city. It was it was pretty, it's pretty nice. much a character throughout the whole movie because it's yeah. like every almost every single scene there's something about like oh I hate it here like yeah, this I'm place fucking here. sucks fucking yeah. Mormons yeah but it like it kind of grows on you like the heat has that moment where he's like yeah it sucks and everything but it's home yeah like you know what I mean like it it like this is where I'm from it yeah. grows on you mm-hmm. it, it's 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 such a unique what like way to incorporate the location like as like I said, almost like a character. Mm-hmm. But to answer what you said about the cinematography, I yeah, it does have that kind of like home video kind of feel to it. Friday right? night, you exactly. Know. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that's like that's partly because it's like 1998 when it comes out. <laughs> but it's uh, like I, I did kind of get that feel where like especially the party scenes, it does honestly feel like. You're, the guy is just there with like a VHS camera, yeah. following Matthew Lillard around as he's like introducing all the people individually. You yeah, know, the like drug dealer. I love that scene so much. I love when they go over to his house and they get all paranoid because they thought that like he they stole drugs from him and everything, and he pulls exactly. a gun and he goes all. And he was, it was funny, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just, you I'm know. just kidding. Yeah, yeah. like, bye. <laughs> I go on a trip now. Like, I like how um that whole conversation between like I forget the guy's name, but the foreign guy and Matthew Lillard is like almost one seamless take where he's talking about the plane crash. That was really yeah. impressive. It, I, I, I forget his name too, but like it, it was something weird. But whoever, uh, let me let me look up this guy's name real quick. Yeah, it's it, I don't know, it's it's such a. I mean, like, it's not terribly impressive because it is, like, they're just kind of sitting at that, like, kitchen island talking. But, like, the range of emotion that they both go through are where, like, he goes from, the foreign guy goes from paranoid to angry to, like, 
and then Matthew Lillard is like starts off like relaxed, and then he starts to freak out and starts to get sad as he's talking about like, oh yeah, my parents fucking died in front of me. Like it's just yeah, it's, like totally it's so fucked intense. up. So this dude, this dude, this dude was an inglorious bastard. His oh, name is Till that's Schweger. where I fucking yeah, remembered right him from. There. Yeah, he's the guy, the German guy who. Uh, Betrays is like the who go like joins the bastards. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, uh, the, what do they? What the hell do they call him? He's not oh, the fuck. bear Jew. No, no, he's not the bear Jew. He's um, Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah, that's who. Hugo Stiglitz. Oh, he's a badass. God. And then Jason Siegel's in that too. Um, yeah. shouts out to him. Such a fucking weird like. He just, he's like great he cast. Does, like nobody like the like he and like the Matthew Lillard and I forgot the actor's name, but the guy who does Bob. Like they're the only like people who really do anything in that entire movie. When you get down to it, and everyone Chris, else is just kind of yeah, like background like noise. Exactly, yeah. but it's so weird. Like the the like I don't know. Like it, like it, Jason Siegel specifically, like as like this just stereotypical nerd looking dude who's like yeah just one night he decided he didn't want any of the cars to have windows yeah. it's just like it, it's so Gosh. fucking funny it's yeah like, like how and they how they even dressed him again shouts out to the you know hair and makeup people. it's like a polo like yeah, cone like, back hair really dorky looking and he's going having like a rage moment man and he's just smashing it and, and like the other thing is is you know they steal cars it's like oh one night we got bored and we stole a car got high and drove around drunk in it and then exactly. we trashed it Great, great story. Like that reminds me too. Is like I love the moments where like everyone's high and well, they they do this great thing where like you'll hear the beginning of a conversation <laughs> and then they'll fade to like maybe twenty minutes later in the conversation and they're talking about something completely fucking different and then they do that maybe like three or four times. Yeah, like the scene, especially like where they have like the hookah and they're down in the basement. The scene you mentioned yeah, in the yeah, car, yeah, yeah. where it's like and Reagan man, like he only has one testicle and we go from there to like. Like we got to get rid of this car, and it's it's so like it, helter it, skelter, man. Exactly, but it makes you feel like you're in that situation too. Yeah, you like feel we, we, baked with them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> regardless of if you've ever done drugs, like you kind of oh, you can all identify with that moment where it's like we're just hanging out with our friends, yeah, and we're shooting the shit for hours, and we go from such a weird fucking point A to like an even more ridiculous point B. It, yeah, it's man. So it's so fun. It's it, great. It, 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 it ties into like that hyper realism thing that you mentioned in yeah. a really unique way. Lo- love those movies, man. They're they're great films, and you know the one you recommended me was. It spoke to me poetically. <laughs> I guess do we want to use that as our cue to get into yeah, Bronson? Man. Okay. Oh yeah, dude. So really quick, then yeah, if you haven't seen Salt Lake City Punk, definitely recommend it. Uh, like we said, it's on Amazon Prime. I think it might be on YouTube and Google Play as well. I'll put like a link into the description or how you can watch each one. But yeah, so the movie I recommended, Josh, was I think I feel a very often overlooked Nicholas Winding Refn movie because everyone always talks about Drive. Yeah, but I'm like, no, fucking Bronson. That's For real. where it's at. For real, and you know, I, I I go on record as saying is this is probably next to playing Bane, one of you know Tom Hardy's best performances of all time. Yeah. I'd say this is his number one. His range of just sheerly playing a chaotic madman, mm-hmm. Oscar worthy, without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. This movie was just like this unstoppable force and he was just crazy man mm-hmm. the whole the whole aesthetic of it was just it was like Tarantino Wes Anderson and you know 
like any other art like sprinkled in with two like art house producers maybe you throw harmony corinne in there <laughs> and someone from the 80s and that's what you have with this like exactly it's just genius like you don't see it's artsy this kind of it's stuff. trashy it, it's it, masterful. It, it hits all the notes, man. It makes you feel sad, it, but it mainly makes you laugh and just go, wow, this dude's crazy. <laughs> I heard it described one time as, uh, oh, what's it fucking called? Um, Clockwork Orange with muscles. Yeah, <laughs> well said. Basically. Well said. Whoever said that was definitely on point. I I, I loved every single you know aspect of it, how it was shot. Mm-hmm. It had, like, creativity behind it, like, you know, the set deck behind it. People who were, you know, doing those locations and the filming of it, I think that's what just made it perfect because yeah. the cinematography, the decoration, the production design, all, every, everything was just working together in perfect harmony in that. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful so, work. So I guess let's really quick summarize. So Bronson is the true somewhat – they, they kept it mostly – Based like, off of a true story. Based on a type. true story, but and from what I understand, it's ba- it's almost one to one, with the exception of like maybe changing like his relationship with his dad. I think, I think that was I, I the only thing they changed. But, uh, I just watched the uh, the film. But yeah, it's um. So Charlie Bronson is notorious as Britain's most violent prisoner, and it's basically just his life from like his like early years to like now. And I think to this day, he's even still in prison which is hilarious because he just keeps on fucking up but. can you imagine him like being <laughs> out in the streets just like that like <laughs> just he just back alley like fighting like two people all the time and like it, it wasn't just that like you know after a fight he'd pee on people sometimes <laughs> like and he'd have a big shit-eating grin on his face with that creepy mustache and everything <laughs> and tom hardy you know so i have this thing where I, I say I feel like he played that actor like that role a little too well. Yeah. That was a little too natural for him. You know what I mean? Like I could see Tom Hardy when he's not acting like beating the shit out of people in back and pissing out. On yeah, someone. And pissing on someone. I could totally see it. He's oh insane. Like yeah. the whole the whole thing where he gets locked up in the loony bin and you know, one of my one of my favorite scenes that we were discussing earlier before when he's sitting in there and he's got the straight jacket on and uh, all the guards are coming in and they're like, hey, Brunson, you have a, we, we got a fucking problem here. And like, they're all just crowding around him and there's like yeah. probably 12 people. Right. And they're like, hey, we got a problem. And he goes, no, not at all. And he just takes out a club <laughs> and just starts beating the shit out of people, like taking on 12 dudes. And he's, he's like going to lose that fight, but he's still just trying to get in as many hits as he exactly. can. Exactly. It's just, it's so like, it, it's such a weird character study when you get down to it. It's just like, but it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about his character. It's just like, Hey, look at what he did. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. Like any other character study would be like, man, I wonder why he does this. Like, yeah. what, it, well, like, let's get inside his head. What happened during his childhood years that made him like this? But it's uh, but like I said, the whole movie is just like, look how fucked up this guy is. Isn't yeah, this funny? Like, yeah. He's humorous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's to the point where like, you know, people could just be like, are you serious? Like he really held a librarian. Like again, like, that way. you know, like when, when he's running around naked, like, you know, after he's painted himself and he's like, just surely crazy. He has he has the librarian. He goes, 
Oh, don't, don't you do anything crazy. I have a librarian up here and he's in a lot of trouble. And I'm like, what? Like, that's your hostage approach? Like, this dude's crazy. Exactly. And it's like, it, and it really says something about him, too, is that, like, he wants to cause trouble, but, like, he has his principles, too. Yeah. Where, like, he takes the guy hostage and he's like, just sit on the fucking chair. And then yeah. he sits down and two seconds later he's like, yeah, kids. And it's just like it's such a quick switch. Like he's just like it doesn't mean like he doesn't mean any of what he says. It's all, all literally for attention and just so he can beat the shit out of people. That's all he cares about. And and you know it's so funny. Uh, uh, when he, when he gets his 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 vocabulary, just like how he delivers his words. Oh, you fucking cunts! Oh, shut your fucking mouth! Like oh my god, this dude was just. I, I can't imagine. How about how about when he's how about when he's in the watch shop? Oh my and, god! And, I love or, that. or whatever the hell he was buying. It was a ring for yeah. like that girl that he liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, and, he, and he, he smashes the dude's face in, and he goes, "Shut the fuck up! You're not gonna call the fucking cops. Wait until I leave. Ten minutes, preferably. Thank you." And just like you and know, he comes back and is like, 15 minutes." Yeah, it's and- just ridiculousness, man. Like uh. and like. I, I think it's a real, but here's the real thing that's that's just amazing about it, is Tom Hardy delivered. He yeah. delivered that role so well. He was so convincing. <laughs> he was so believable. You like you know the bald madman where you know he's inter like the intermissing editing between him narrating. Uh, his story and everything where he has like his face painted yeah yeah, yeah. And it's just like dude what, like what the hell is going on like, exactly you know I had to make sure I wasn't like tripping on acid or something <laughs> a few times when I was watching this like all the 80s references mm-hmm. that uh you know all the 80s like synth pop that was going on and right it, it was a great movie man I I can say that I'd probably watch it again just because there's things I missed yeah um, yeah True, true genius. Uh, it, it's. I'd really love to meet the actual Charlie Bronson someday. Like, mm-hmm. if that's at all possible, just to yeah. meet true craziness. There is a petition out there to get him released because he's like really yeah. Because the whole art thing is like true to it. Like he he goes by Charlie Salvador now. Okay. Because he like really likes Salvador Dali and like he like he you can buy his paintings and shit online and really? there's like there's a petition to get him released. He was it was hilarious too because like recently like within the past like two years or so. Um, he went back to court while he's already in jail because, like, some prison official says that he, like, got, like, roughed up really bad. But, like, it was proven that the prison guy was lying and Bronson on the stand was like, I've done a lot of fucked up things in my life, but I did not do that. And they fucking, like, believe him. Like, he's so... It's such a unique guy. But, I mean, I guess we can get into spoilers a little bit. But, yeah, uh, man. He... And so... Well, yeah, we said with the painting, like, what do you think about the ending? Because, like, I, I was hoping that there was going to be a, maybe a little bit of a chance that he can go back out into the world and they quell that. I, I was I was hoping, I was, to be honest with you, I was kind of hoping he was going to be, like, still on the run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I hope he... I really wanted to see him not get caught. I wanted to see him still being out. Like, I wanted him to be, like, Batman, pretty much, like... <laughs> Still beating the shit out of people in the you know streets you know after you know the bars closed like exactly I genuinely wanted that to be a real thing because 
he's truly uncontrollable, but like he's not gonna like you know do anything that really damages. He has anything. his like yeah. he, he says he's like I, I I was I wasn't bad. I had standards. Like yeah, and, and as fucked up as they are, like yeah, he he does take the guy hostage, but he like. He doesn't do. He doesn't beat him up. He just screams at him a little bit and yeah, lets him on his way. That's like, it. He like <laughs> really yells at him loudly. But the other thing, the other thing is when they're all in like the loony bin and they're all drugged up and yeah, the one guy who he just strangles, <laughs> he gets up and he just starts twisting and he looks around and like, you know, he's holding this guy. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> And, and then they drag him away, and yeah. he's got, like, the Nixon Yeah, he's doing the Nixon peace signs going, and, like, I'm like, that is amazing, man. That's that, that's that's great. That's an... It's just the Nick, such a good I, that, I want to know who the genius was, was whoever they said was, hit the Nixon when you leave there, Tom. All right, we're going to do that take again. Ready? Roll camera. And he's Nixon. just, like, no reaction at all. It's It's amazing. Just lifeless, but, like... It's all just so he can get back in prison. It's just he says he's like prison. Like, he don't, I don't think he says like prison is where everything made sense. Would, yeah, he's he just loved he's it. just like he he says I liked it personally. No, fuck that. I loved it. Like yeah. that's my favorite line in the movie is when he's talking about uh, how, like just how much it made sense. That whole montage from when he's like when it like shows all the newspaper headlines and he's like talking about like the different prisons and like the the pros and cons yeah, of like and how being he likes up being in able to places. fight there and they have yeah. good food like he's comparing them like hotels I'm like this dude's crazy never have to worry about paying rent you know like the guy makes he's valid like, points they the got whole all time. the amenities I need he's like you got a good bed a toilet yeah. a sink food what and you, you can need? you yeah. can fight all the time and he just they kept I remember when you know they kept drugging him and like you know when they would come in and they 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 shot him with the needle up in his ass and they yeah. had him like hogtied like that and like you know oh you fucking guns like <laughs> like just you know twitching out man that was that was so funny just to see him like nothing phased him man yeah nothing ever got to that guy he was just demented right he he, he out crazied crazy man like that. <laughs> That in itself is the accomplishment. That mm. I I don't know, man. That just the fact that he's a real person. <laughs> can you imagine like just seeing that? Like, yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but like, I mean, obviously, like Tom Hardy does the whole thing where it's like, I'm gonna sit down with you and like talk to you about your life. Yeah, because like, I mean, like, how else do you like even attempt to get inside that guy's head? And I mean, like, if he ever gets out, that's not someone you want to do a bad portrayal of because no. he'll remember it and he'll come after you. Yeah, like, and Tom Hardy is like... <laughs> Could you imagine that square off the actual Bronson versus Tom Hardy? Like, the, them Tom Hardy each probably other. pissed himself. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's... Because it, I, I said before we recorded, there's a there's a tape of um where they asked him... They asked him a bunch of things about the movie. Uh... Well, at first he was like, before the movie came out, he was like, oh, man, it's probably going to suck. I'm going to hate it. And then his mom was like, no, Charlie, it's it's a good movie. You'll like it. They do you justice. And he's like, oh, well, if my mom likes it, it must be a good movie. Which, like, <laughs> how, what do you, like, how, like, side, like, side tangent, but, like, how do you beat, like, like, yeah, my son is Charlie Bronson. <laughs> like, how do you, like, take ownership of, I mean, they're long dead, but, like, I would have, like, it had been so... So weird. Such a weird dynamic. Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I guess there kind of just comes a point when, you know, 
he's done so much where you kind of can't really deny it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's going to be someone who knew that he was related. You, you know what I mean? People talk. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like At that point, do you just, like, yeah, does, does the it. embarrassment get over and you're just proud? Like, yeah, my son yeah, caused a, $10 million worth of damage to this prison during a riot. Like... <laughs> He's such a good boy. We always knew for big things, you know? All my life, I wanted to be famous. <laughs> we knew. <laughs> just, just, just I, I think the bare essential of when I knew that this dude was just nuts is, like you said, when, when he goes down and he lists off the hotel. I mean, like, <laughs> like the, the prisons. The prisons. Yeah. At, like, their hotels, man. Like oh, great food here, you know. Great as blokes, he's like spitting you know. blood onto the, yeah. the the eggs that they pass him under the door. Where he's like, yeah, I don't like this place, but the staff really make it a memorable experience. As they like beat the shit out of him with the fucking batons, and he's like got a ball gag or some shit in yeah. his mouth because they're gonna he's gonna bite him. Like, oh my god, he he's dude. I I, I don't know, man. I, it spoke to me poetically sometimes too because. Just being a madman like that, dude. Like, yeah. It there's some like glamour because no one could fuck with you when you're that level of crazy. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. You're just demented at that point. But uh, there is yeah. kind of like a weird like sadness to the movie too. Did you find that at all? Like, there is a part of you I feel like and we touched on it a little bit. Yeah. But, like, there's part of me where I was like, like you said, I want to see him do well i want to see him be like the batman yeah of Great man I, I, so there's like that weird kind of dynamic but it I, makes sense i mean obviously they have to do what's like true to life but right, like but i think that i think the sad thing about it is is like you know everyone knew that this dude was like nuts like er, there was no denying that like he was known as a, a madman they would be like broadson the madman like yeah. you know <laughs> they uh they knew he was crazy, but I think I think the the real sad thing is is like, you know, going into this whole discussion about you know the Joker and how it brought like you know mental health issues into the light. Back then, man, they didn't know how to take take care of people like that. You know what I mean? It, it really just kind of makes you go, "Hey, gee, I wonder what would have happened if like we we could have helped this guy." You know, like right? Yeah. I wonder, like you know, like that art teacher him? who's trying to like rehabilitate yeah. him, and he's like, "This is gonna be your break," and then yeah. like just right back to snaps his old ways. And loses his mind, and you know, paints himself, <laughs> and like looks, looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I you know it's it sucks because you know. I guess you could say he has enormous potential. Mm -hmm. And to think that, you know, society kind of failed someone like that because clearly he couldn't help himself, man. Yeah. You know, uh, and I just would have liked to have seen him be a little bit more successful, I guess. You know, he meant well. <laughs> I, I don't know if that, whatever like, the hell that means. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever that meant. Like, he didn't, you know purposely kill everyone he saw there was like yeah. reasoning That's and even rationale said too. like he says he's like i've been in jail 30 years i never killed anyone yeah like and when you look down at it like he goes to jail the first time because he stole like 20 dollars from a post office mm -hmm. at gunpoint and then the whole rest of the time he's in jail is just because he keeps on beating the shit out of all the guards. Yeah, and he like, loves that's it. That's all he's it's done. It's competition. He, yeah. he talks about, he literally says it's competition for him. Yeah. And they hold him and he's like, oh yeah, you know, he gets his jollies <laughs> off of it, dude. Like, blows my mind, man, that like that level of crazy is out there. Yeah, and it's it's so fascinating to watch. And I mean, like, again, it just frustrates me that like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Drive is a good movie. 
like great. Yeah, dude. But there's something no, de- like, no denying that exactly. But like it just it it just sucks that like it, this one is so overshadowed by that. You know what I mean? And I mean like you get that with every director that, where it's like that's, that's the one buff kind of film, man. Like, yeah. To 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 the average consumer, you're not you're not really. Uh, you're not really going to be appealing to someone who wants, who likes those big summer blockbuster movies. With that, that's that's someone who appreciates movies and appreciates a good story. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's it's not for the typical moviegoer who you know family movie night at the at the cinema. Mm-hmm. That's that's a hidden. I gem, hope that man. you're not taking your family to go see Bronson. And like, yeah, man. That's a hell of a twenty like, years from now. I can imagine being like a six-year-old kid and be like, "Oh, you fucking cunts!" <laughs> yeah, where did you learn that life. word? Uh, <laughs> shit. My personal hero, Charlie Bronson. <laughs> yeah, who's your hero, <laughs> uh, Josh? You know, uh, your son wrote about Charlie Bronson. How the hell does he know who that is? I don't know. But yeah, YouTube. It's such a yeah. It's a great movie. I, I'm I'm really glad you liked it. Yeah, man. More great people, recommendation. More people need to be talking about it. Definitely, so, dude. I guess winding down a little bit. We got a little bit more time left. So yeah. like, what what what's uh, down the line for you work wise? What do you got? What's some upcoming projects you got going on? So down the line, currently, um, I have a few uh, shows and interviews that I'm holding for. Uh, you know and. Right now, I knock on wood. Um, I may or may not be uh, getting some news back from prospective job that I'm waiting to hear back. I'd like to keep it as vague and and general as possible. Is it huge or uh, career changing? Is the words I would use for it? Really? Um, yeah. Is I'm, it still kind of in like the production? Oh PA yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's type field. No, uh, no, 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 no. It uh, it'd be you know something completely different from that but uh I'll, okay. I'll definitely reach out to you and i'll let you know um finding out wednesday if uh if i have a if i have a job with this uh organization you're familiar with it um it's uh it's something i got coming up but um we also have a few jobs up in new york that i'm working on and then uh, i'm gonna be trucking for a few jobs too uh for a few commercials but um nothing nothing you know too outstanding no uh you know DiCaprio films or anything like that, but uh, just some basic work right now, man. Um, You know, the cold weather is starting to go away in Philadelphia, which means production is starting to pick up, and um, we'll see. It's all it's all the waiting game, man. Being good. Fingers crossed. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. You know, I mean, I'm always like, like it's just like I said, it blew my mind when I'm like, oh man, Josh is doing Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, he's out in Philly. He's he's living too. (laughs) He's living the dream. It's just like that's one thing. Like, I mean, I've had a bunch of Kutztown people on, and it just it's it's so so nice to hear like that we're all out there succeeding in our own way, big or small. It's just it's so inspiring. But, uh, let me let me ask you something about this. You know, okay. being 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 a Kutztown graduate, you know, I, I kind of got a bit of a chip on my shoulder. You know, you got these kids who have these awesome educations with like great universities, like uh, you know uh, Temple, uh, all these other great schools, and you know it's kind of competition because we don't have that reputation like a Temple or like a USC or an NYU or any of those other schools. So I think uh, you know. It's it's kind of on us to work a little bit harder than everyone else, and uh, right. you know, really strive to go above and beyond for it, dude. You know, I think that uh, 
that's probably how you had your success with PBS, man. You go get yeah, it, man. It's I, I had a little bit more of an in there where I mean, like not the only in, but like I I, I lucked out in that my stepdad was best friends with like their head of production. Yeah, but, it, well, but it's, it's all about it's a connection it's, business, yeah, it's, man. Yeah, that's it's all it is. It's all about getting your foot in the door any way you can, and I mean like. Things lead to things. Like, I mean, uh, like one thing you kind of touched on is like believe in yourself and always kind of have faith that things are going to work itself out. I think the other important thing to realize is that you're not always necessarily going to be doing the most exciting project, the like the thing that you're super passionate about. But it's important to recognize that, uh, gotta pay the bills. Things you gotta pay the bills, and then that eventually leads to other things. Like, I mean, I I don't want to say too much about it either, but, uh, I kind of looked out in that some of the stuff that I wasn't like super interested in that I did with PBS is now possibly leading to like an upstart business freelance thing, which I mean, we can talk about it more yeah, once man. we're not rolling, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, it's just like, yeah, like you said, it's all about like meeting all the right people, getting as many, uh, giving out as many business cards as you can, <clears throat> really making shaking sure hands, people, shaking hands, doors, making man. sure people remember your name. So let me ask you. Here's one question that I always, I, I often get myself, um, is if you could go back and do it all over again, would you go? Would you even go to college, or would you just jump right into the field if you could? I would go to college. I think why? Because I one thing that I kind of, I mean, you always hear about with like famous directors where it's like, oh yeah, I did everything. I was the camera guy. I wrote the script. I edited it. Like I did everything, and I kind of really latched on to that mentality. Mm-hmm. And that is just not how the world really works anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there, you, you don't really have many Robert Rodriguez's or Tarantino's who did everything and got their name out there. So the thing that I kind of am always kick myself about is when I was in college, I had this whole thing where it's like it's me against everybody else, and I have to be better than everybody else. And then I get to, like, maybe my first semester junior year, and I realize, well, some people just really want to be good sound operators, some people only give a shit about screenwriting Mm -hmm. like no one cares about being the best they all want to help each other out and i didn't pick up on that so i think that i mean like yeah it's not always for everybody but i think that for me anyway that like last like year and a half of college was like a big collaborative process where i got to like get to know a lot of great people like yourself i mean we didn't really we didn't really work on a whole lot of projects together but i mean it's like you said it's like getting everybody's like making sure everybody knows your name and we all help each other out in one way or another it's yeah man it's just a relationships man exactly so i think that the the one thing that i didn't realize initially but i'm glad that i went to college is because of that collaborative energy Because, you know, because, like, in the real world, like, I mean, yeah, like, people are out to help you, like, but it's so, and I mean, even in college to an extent, but, like, everyone in this industry who doesn't know you is only out to help you if it furthers their own interests. You know what I mean? And that's not necessarily, like, an evil thing. Oh, yeah. It's just... uh, (laughs) It's nothing personal. Exactly. It's just business. Right. So, but I... And I think that that definitely exists in college, but it's, like, to a much lesser extent where it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll I'll do your thing for you because now I can take this work and use it in my reel. Use it as, like, a sound operator credit or whatever. Yeah. So, it's... I think that going right into the industry... Um, there is, the, the people have had success in that, but I think I'm, I think I'm really grateful for 
going to Kutztown and getting that experience, working with people and meeting some cool professors and still get like making all those like shitty movies with my friends on weekends and just honing my skills. Like, yeah. fuck, this is gotta be by Wednesday and I exactly. don't get into the editing studio until 10 a.m. Right. on Monday. The one thing that uh, I always uh, like to say because like people would always stress about deadlines and I mean like yeah I mean with the fucking demo reel I like stressed about it to oh high heaven but <laughs> it, uh, the one thing that uh, the, the one of the pieces of advice that I've always liked is that I had this mass media class in high school where it was basically like a year long condensed very baby version of what we did at Kutztown where it's like here's a few weeks of working on like what a news show is like yeah. here's a few weeks of like making a little short film the final project is like make a fake movie trailer right so but one thing that our teacher always told us is like we would have a thing where like we would screen all our projects and we would like say what we thought about them what we could have done better what we were proud of and he would always preface it he's like everybody let's remember projects are never done they're just due no matter what happens you're always gonna think there's like the one thing you could have done better but at some point you just have to accept that it's the best you can do you gotta let it out in the world and see what happens pray to god you don't get <laughs> murdered for it exactly know? pray to god charlie bronson doesn't come doesn't out and beat the shit out of you yeah. <laughs> covered in <laughs> black <laughs> but yeah i guess on uh on that note let's wrap it up yeah uh, man it's been great having you on josh absolutely dude Pleasure, definitely man. thanks for having I'd me i'd love brother. to have you on again sometime talk yeah, more man. freelance stuff crazy definitely. movies with you so and again thank you guys for watching the watchlist podcast tune in next time we're gonna have my friend stefan fulton on he is a freelance videographer, owner of FCMG Media, or no, the FC, the, the full coverage media group. He's head of FCMG. My bad. Uh, he, we're going to be talking about uh, a movie he recommended me is it's either 2012 or 2013 uh, Dread, the remake with uh, what's his face. Uh, oh god damn it what's the actor's name Carl Urban Carl Urban yeah so yeah 2012 2013's Dread starring Carl Urban uh, and the movie I recommended him is 2016's Operation Avalanche by Matt Johnson and uh, yeah I think it's just Matt Johnson I forget the rest of the group but uh, yeah so those are the movies for next time check them out if you haven't seen them again Josh thanks so much for coming yeah, on man, pleasure for talking me, with you love to have you on again definitely and thank you for watching the watchless podcast we'll see you next time Thank you.